Welcome to our Sport Fuels Life podcast, where we are bringing you interviews with coaches and athletes at the top of their game. This is a community to support coaches, athletes, and fans who share a passion for making the world a better place through athletics. We're your hosts. I'm Megan. And I'm Scott. Welcome, Welcome to, to Sport Fuels Life. Life. Transitioning from being a student athlete to finding your place in the work world can be a difficult thing for many athletes who become so accustomed to sports playing a major role in their lives. There are many careers out there in the sports industry, and today we highlight athletic training with High Point University's athletic trainer for cross country and track and field, Natalie Elliott. As a three-time Big South Conference champion and a four-time NCAA regional qualifier in the women's pole vault, while recently completing her master's degree in athletic training, Natalie shares a unique perspective in how she turns the chapter from pole vaulting to athletic trainer, still keeping sports close to her heart. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of our listeners here at Sport Fuels Life. Uh, we have a transitional story today for both athletes and workers. We're very excited to share the story of what a sport career looks like and what it may look like when it's done. So, um, yeah, without further ado, we'd love to introduce today's guest, Natalie Elliott, who is the athletic trainer for track and field and cross country at High Point University. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. We are super excited to have you here today. So if you don't mind, let's go ahead and dive in and just share a little bit with our listeners, a little bit about your background um, and how you got into sports. We can go you know, back to the start of your career into athletics and walk us through your journey into becoming an athletic trainer today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I would say my start of uh, collegiate athletics began in high school when I was introduced to the sport of pole vaulting through track and field. Um, I was originally a cross-country runner who tried um, out pole vaulting and I ended up um, choosing pole vaulting as my athletic um, career path. Um, I did really well in high school and transitioned to um, the collegiate level where I also feel like I did uh, had a very good career um, at High Point University. And being at High Point University is what led me to the decision of also becoming an athletic trainer. Well, that is super awesome. And I'd love to just learn a little bit more. So I didn't realize that you started as a cross country runner. What was your interest in shifting into pole vault? And then um, if you can tell us a little bit more about choosing a college, um, what to look for there, because I know that's something that a lot of athletes, you know, way into the decision is where to go to college, how to pick yeah. a school. So yeah, if you could just, first off, I do want to hear the story about how you chose pole vault. Yeah. Um, so I was originally a gymnast. Uh, gymnastics was my first sport and I did that for a very long time. Um, I ended up transitioning out of that. Um, and my mom really pushed for me to try something new. I personally am not very good at traditional sports. It was never something, one, that I really fully enjoyed or where my athleticism leaned towards. So my mom kind of brought up like running and cross country. Um, so that's kind of what got me into the 
uh, track and field world starting in middle school. Um, and then I continued cross country uh, just through the first year of high school. Um, and then a little bit of gymnastics kind of came back to me when I learned actually of pole vault and kind of what it was. And um, I went one day, my mom, I would say low key forced me to go because I was a little nervous <laughs> and scared of trying uh, of trying it. But the first time I went, I absolutely fell in love with it and let me to where I am today. Well, awesome. So uh, you pole vaulted in high school and you really enjoyed it. Then you started looking at colleges. What made you want to try athletics in college? So I knew from a young age that I wanted to do athletics, honestly, like as my career path. So I wanted to stay involved in in the field in some sort of way. And when I realized that I had the potential to um, compete at the collegiate level, whether that was, you know, D3, D1, like that was something that I just really wanted to do and continue throughout my academic career um, as well as my athletic career. Um, do you know why? Like what, what was the motivating factor behind that? How did you know that you wanted to be involved in athletics through college? I, that's a great question because I've honestly never thought about it before. I felt like I just knew that's what I wanted to do. Like that's, I've, I've always been in sports since I could walk. And so for me, that was just a part of my life that I felt like was supernatural. And so I definitely wanted to continue that path. And for me, I thought in high school, the next path was competing in athletics. Yeah, that's a really interesting point too. And that's the cool thing about sports is it does take you places. Mm -hmm. um, so I think especially as you have success at the youth level, you want to continue on that path and keep getting to the next level. Yeah. And that's really cool and how you continue to have those opportunities, but now you are in a very unique scenario. Mm -hmm. You have had an awesome collegiate career. And so you can give that perspective to our listeners, you know, as the student athlete perspective, very fresh um, to now transitioning into a career still in athletics. Mm -hmm. So for you, it's almost a unique way of taking a next step still in athletics, yeah. just not as an athlete. Mm -hmm. So that kind of leads me to the question of, is that, is that the next step for you? I guess is what made you choose athletic training to be your career path? So, um, I, professional athletics was never my end goal. Um, for some reason I felt like that ended with college. I never really sought out to, continue past that because I kind of wanted to jump into um, like a, a work life per se. Um, going into college, I was actually trying to double major in psychology and exercise science to become a sports psychologist because um, I, you know, the, the highs and lows of sports are very real and very different for everyone and I experienced my own struggles and I wanted to be able to help other athletes in that way but I learned once at high point of uh, the opportunity to do a three plus two um, program in athletic training where I would get my 
bachelor's degree in three years and I'm gonna get my master's in five years and it was just a really good deal that presented itself and so I made the decision to make that switch honestly still being in athletics but just taking a little bit of a different spin on how I wanted to be involved um so instead of being involved more in the mental side of things I get to be involved in their lives through almost everything which is a very unique situation and sometimes um very difficult but it's also very fun now there's there's three different things uh, that you just said that that um, I've got some questions on sure. exciting questions. So, yeah. um, what are some of the challenges you experienced in high school versus some of the challenges you experienced in college? Um, and I'll say this out loud so I can remember all three questions. Okay. Um, and then, uh, transitioning to athletic training, the relationships with coaches, athletic trainers, anybody on staff, it's always a little bit more than just um, uh, a spectator would know really. So, um, you know, when you see professional tennis, they, they might have a, a player in a match might have a, have something going on with their knee or their back. And, and you see the coaches and, and the athletic trainers, the massage therapists, they all really know the people more than just, Oh, well, this is the injury. Okay. How do we yeah. fix it? Um, so that, that's kind of cool to know one, you're an athlete Two, you now help athletes both with their um, mental performance, just in being an athletic trainer, a, a trusted personnel, and literally their physical performance if they are struggling. Um, so uh, that, that's number two. And then number three is um, uh, what are some of the, the lessons you've learned uh, that that stick in your head. So, so we'll go back from some of the struggles you had in high school and college, and then we'll go to the, uh, the relationship and how important it is to have as an athletic trainer with an athlete and, and how you can benefit individuals that way. And then, um, oh, I just forgot my third question. Don't worry. I wrote it down. Lessons Perfect. learned. Lessons learned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, some of the struggles that I had in athletics in high school was, um, I think came about my sophomore year, which was when I first really started struggling with performance and improving in pole vaulting. I felt like I kind of hit a little roadblock um, to where I had to make the decision of, do I keep pushing myself to, you know, train harder, um, put a little bit more effort in and kind of make the decision that this is what I want to do with the next six years of my life. Or do I just want to like, am I satisfied here? Which is like, I think is a big decision for a 15, 16 year old um, who doesn't really like know much of has had maybe like a year and a half of experience with pole vault. So I think being faced with that decision, um, was definitely something that I was struggling with, um, especially like with self-confidence, knowing like, hey, like, am I actually gonna be good enough? Like, can I actually put in the work on top of, you know, being um, a teenager and really thinking about my collegiate career, which is something pretty serious. Um, and it wasn't until I think my dad kind of noticed that I was struggling where he sat me down and he's just like, you know, like, if you want to do this, like, even if it's just like, if you're like 60% sure that you want to do this, um, like, let's just do it. Like, and, um, he kind of helped me through that decision and breaking through my issues with self-confidence, um, to overall, like make me better. And I, um, 
ended up passing. I think I, I think I only improved like three inches my um, sophomore year um, from freshman year, but the transition like out of that um, where I started really putting in the extra work to lift and to run and to really work on my technique um, overall is what brought me to college. Um, and then in college, it's a totally different story because um, you are faced with the hard times of actually doing a hard workout. Um, where I went to high school, um, I was the, I guess, I never really saw this issue, but I, in high school, I was, my, I was the pole ball coach. I coached, um, my high school friends, my teammates, um, all because like I was jumping higher than them and we didn't have someone to, um, who was really, who knew enough about pole vaulting. And so the only reason I did honestly get to where I was is because I went to a club. Um, and so, but even in club, like you're just there to pole vault. You're not there to like do running workouts, do lifting workouts. Um, so when I went to college, that was the first like, oh, like, oh crap. Like this is really, really hard. And I remember our first lifting session with one of like the toughest lift coaches that I think I ever had. We did a like med ball work, like warm up. She said it was a warm up, but I remember it like, like if this is just the warm up, like I'm not going to make it. I was like, this is really, really hard. And so keep continuing to push myself through those really, really hard times is off like is mentally challenging in itself. And then um, year after year, there's just barriers of, of like just small like mental things of like can I really do this like am I strong enough and so um yeah uh which which we know a lot of people struggle with right the idea of can I make it or am I going to be good enough especially in high school a lot of high schoolers struggle with that identity it's like I, I want to do sports and I want to be good at it how good do I want to be at it so so props to you to having that uh, parental support is yeah, huge definitely. as opposed to having a parent that says you must be good at this mm -hmm. you know having that support to find uh, hey if you want to do this and you're a little uncertain but at least a little certain yeah then let's go for it, right mm -hmm. that's huge and I think uh, I think we're starting to see a little bit more of a shift in the parental uh, side of youth sports and how there's more support but there's always that struggle you must be athletic for scholarship you must be athletic to be successful otherwise you're not successful so yeah. so that's that's a wonderful story and thanks for sharing that yeah, um, of, of, of parents being supportive for their children to be successful yeah. but it, it was your goal it wasn't for them it was yeah. for you um, and proud moment here you know I was your coach in college, so I get excited. <laughs> yes, <you> about, were. <laughs> <laughs> I get excited about uh, talking about where you were and where you came yeah. uh, came from, and then where you ultimately ended up going in college. Mm -hmm. So, um, the 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 workouts, yeah, they do. They are hard, they are hard in college. Yeah. Um, but uh, but knowing that you committed back as a sophomore in high school to your own success yeah. mm -hmm. is a big step 
for your success in the future and not just in athletics, not just in your career in NCAA. So, so that's, that's super exciting to hear again. And, and hopefully our listeners will share with anyone who needs to hear. Uh, sometimes you just need a little bit of support in the right ways yeah. um, that you can do it as opposed to you need to do it. Or if you don't do it, it's not good. Just like, Hey, do you want to do it? Let's give it a shot. Let's, let's go all in. Let's see if it works. Right. Speaking of like, you brought up commitment and that just made me think about like, I don't remember a time where I was not committed to my athletic career until spring, my fifth year, when I was in my last year of my master's, because um, that at that point, like I had to decide like which one that I was committed to. And that was a really, really tough time for me. And you've had so many conversations with me about like about that and like being committed and um I had to commit to my my master's program um, more than pole vaulting, which definitely was, I think, honestly, the hardest decision that I ever made in college about my athletic career was because, like, pole vaulting is something that I loved, and I had put, like, nine years towards, and I had to, like, change my whole mindset like after having like a really really strong fall preseason like I felt great I felt super physically fit and then by the time like things were getting more serious I was as I was ending my academic career I was like I had like I was faced with the decision to decide like which one am I do I need to follow and for me it was definitely my academic career which was really sad on my athletic career part because it just didn't end it how how I would have liked I don't want to take anything away from that because your athletic career yeah was uncertain at at the end of your fourth year and so the fifth year was was a blessing to have and and, you know what life lessons learned on the struggle so transition we'll we'll go ahead I guess we'll transition to the um I guess the decision why why what inspired you through your college career to actually make the decision to become an athletic trainer you Mm -hmm. had you had one actually mentor correct Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Dr. Wen uh, was one of the professors in the master's program um, who uh, had helped me through an injury, I believe my sophomore year. Um, I honestly don't remember how I met him, really got involved, like all of a sudden, I just remember him like being there and being like, oh, hey, like you should probably see Dr. Wynn for this injury. So, um, and I did, and I felt like he was magical <laughs> because like he did some, some treatment that for, it was my, like I had, had some weird knee pain and um, he did some treatment for it and it immediately like healed. Like, I haven't had an issue. I haven't had knee pain like in that spot, like since since then and it was so cool and so I kind of got more involved that because I was like you just did that like you just like helped me through something that was like frustrating with just like one session of talking to me and getting to know me and like actually spending your time with like what I needed and I was like that's really cool like that's really interesting so I got involved in some um, undergrad research with him on um, uh, athletic just uh, athletic load and I just got to know him more. And he really was the one that convinced me is like, Hey, like, this is what athletic training is. Like I got to experience, I, I got to experience it firsthand, but especially with him about the, how much potential an athletic trainer holds 
um, for like an athlete um, in like how you can use and um, how you can use an athletic trainer to like increase your athletic performance and with um, any sort of like imbalances that you may have. And honestly, like just the power that an athletic trainer can hold in your life is just really, really cool. And so that's what um, got me interested. And I think after spending maybe like one semester with him, I had to make the switch because uh, I was running out of time um, academically to kind of make my decision. And so I just went for it and um, yeah. And I haven't looked back. Yeah. And I mean, clearly he was so impactful. You know, he's something that he solved the problem with your need is something Mm -hmm. that you still remember today. And he didn't even have to, you know, have a a bunch of sessions with you Mm -hmm. to fix that issue. And so that's really unique to have someone just be able to help heal your body. I mean, as an athlete, you really need that because, you know, as you mentioned in the college career, workouts are hard everything is hard. And that's kind of the unique scenario with an athletic trainer is they are that trusted personnel that, you know, they're helping you through physically. But I also have some very special like memories with my athletic trainers. They were so supportive. And I think that their nature and just helping others makes you appreciate them that much more. Mm -hmm. And they, they become so impactful to a team. So that's kind of where Scott mentioned earlier, you might see someone coming out into a game or match and a quick fix, but there's so much more behind the scenes to an athletic trainer. Um, So I guess that kind of leads me to what, where do you see yourself going with your athletic career? Ah, so (laughs) um, I feel like I can go a bunch of different paths with the um, different experiences that I've been through. My, I definitely would like to stay in the collegiate athletics world, um, just because I feel like an an athletic trainer gets, um, to do so much more. Um, it has so much more like, um, availability to really experience their athletes as a whole. So, um, that's where I currently am now. Like I'm doing, um, track and field for a collegiate team. Um, and I get to see these kids every day if I, if they, if they obviously need me. Um, but I get to be a part of their practices, their lifts. Um, they're obviously like they're when they come in for treatments, for rehabs, like when something is wrong and they just, they just need to talk to somebody about it. Um, I get to be so much more involved in their life. Um, and I get to help them so much more. So I definitely want to stay in that collegiate path. Um, Personally, I would love to um, be in a women's sport um, and just to support women in uh, athletics, um, just because I'm a woman in athletics and um, I really enjoyed working with other female teams and just seeing how strong and powerful these women are. Um, And yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's super cool. And that's fun to keep finding your path. Um, what are, so I know you mentioned, obviously you're, you're at the practices, you're at the lifts. Um, what are some other things that you're maybe doing behind the scenes or looking for in a practice? I guess I'm curious how you can tell it. So sometimes let's, let me backtrack here. 
sometimes an athlete may think they're more or less injured than they actually are. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is a little bit of an art and a science to an athletic trainer in identifying maybe where they actually need help because they might feel pain one place, but it's actually related to something else. So what are some ways that you can work through different problems or injuries with athletes, whether it is physical or mental? So, um, part of our education is to find the, the deficits, the deficiencies that someone may have in regards to an injury. So, um, so if someone, um, sprains their ankle, for instance, like we would test that to confirm that that's the diagnosis, but, um, what are we going to do about treatment? Like, what are they weak in? What are they deficient in now that they've sprained their ankle? So we do like, we test range of motion. We test, um, strength for different muscles to find those deficiencies. And so then we're able to work on, um, like you said, like, okay, I'm, I'm having this ankle pain, but it may be because like a specific calf muscle isn't working as well as it should. And so, um, we'll work on this exercise to kind of help with this pain. And so, um, that's one really cool thing that we have in our tool, in our toolbox is to test things and find those deficiencies. And of course there's other screening tools, like functional screening tools. Now there's like, there's force plates, there's way to physically gather data for how much, um, force muscles are producing. So we can have those numbers as well. Um, so that's more on the physical side of things. And obviously the mental side is something a little bit more challenging because at times the athlete doesn't really accept the fact that they're mentally struggling because athletes, like they always want to push themselves. They always want to be better. And so if something isn't really like going right, they're just like, okay, well, I have to try to do more. I have to do more of this. Like, um, but when in reality, like they just need to focus on what's in front of them. If, if it's one, if it's chronic pain, especially for track and field and cross country athletes, there's a lot of chronic pain involved. So a lot of that is, um, mental practice that you can go over with them to, um, just honestly breathe, <laughs> just breathe through the day. Cause they're college athletes. Um, uh, so they have so many things going on in their plate, but just knowing it, and then just honestly teaching them how to mentally recover. Um, and then it honestly can differ from person to person. So getting to know them as a person is also so much more beneficial when you come across a mental issue. Um, because if you don't know them, then you can't help them with that. Like, um, so that's the other really cool benefit to college athletics and maybe like pro athletes when you get to spend so much time with them you really get to know them and kind of like what makes them tick like what makes them motivated so you can help them in that way as well right yeah that's the really cool thing is you kind of start having to read between the lines a little bit more and if you don't know that athlete as well as you could you you know you might miss someone who's trying to rush back into competition after Mm -hmm. an injury or another one who's, you know, maybe not progressing as quickly. So that's where, yeah, I think that psychology background also really comes into play a lot with athletic training. Mm -hmm. 
So on another note, what is a funny story that you won't forget from either your athletic career or uh, your athletic training career starting? Oh, geez. Um, yeah, sh- uh, share with us some, some juicy funny. funny memory. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, really throwing her on the spot I know, here. You're, you're, oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to take up so much, like, a little silence. Are you able to think of any? <laughs> uh, it can, it, can, it yeah. can be a positive memory that'll spurn onto something, some, something you have. Something that, okay, I'll change it. What okay. about something that happened in your collegiate career as an athlete that you weren't expecting to happen? Oh, it's okay. A positive moment. Like I think that I wasn't expecting to happen. I honestly wasn't expecting to win freshman year conference. And I think that's like one of our best memories. Um, just because like, it, it was definitely possible. And I felt like you knew that was possible, but in my head, you know, I'm just a freshman competing at like the division one level for the first time. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to go for it. And so, um, that was definitely a super positive memory. It was funny looking back on the videos, um, and, but then also I can kind of go back to like that, uh, that mentality of being positive, like, and like just pushing through those mental doubts and the struggles. I mean, I experienced more each year, but just believing in myself that like, Hey, just, you know, do the jump, just get through it. And you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> Just do the jump and get through it. You yeah. don't know if it's going to work or not until yeah. you try. Yeah. Love that. What is some advice as your future self here, okay. you would tell younger Natalie, whether it's in high school, going into college or during your college career, what advice would you give yourself? Uh, so I think, I think I've thought about this so much more now that I'm out of athletics like my personal athletic career for the first time um I think I would I would tell myself to don't take anything for granted um because like you never know what what is going to happen but as long as you keep trying and you stay like mentally positive um like good things are going to happen it did they take time but um good things are going to happen and you're going to make so many awesome friends and so many awesome memories that, you know, that I wish that, that I think about now that I'm like, I would totally redo college athletics all over again. Um, but in the mindset that I'm more positive mentally, because I definitely, that was the one thing that really, I think held back my career was that I doubted myself so much. Um, so that's when I like, I would also throw that back if I were to redo it again I would just be like you know just go for it there's literally not like I didn't have anything to lose um so yeah so just go for it do you think that some of that doubt came from expectations so like when you're saying advice to yourself you have nothing to lose just go for it was there a part of you that held yourself back in doubt or fear because you had maybe such high expectations on yourself? 
Um, I just think that I wasn't prepared for, for how athletic that I actually was <laughs> and how good at pole vaulting that I actually was. Like, I didn't like looking back on it now. That I'm That's a great like, problem yeah. to have. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I think I just didn't, I didn't believe enough in myself. Like I, I believed in my coach. I believed in like the process to get there, but I didn't believe in myself enough. I think until it was like, I think it was, it was too late to when I like started believing in myself. Um, but I mean, the same goes for my career now. Sometimes like when I'm in the athletic training room, I'm like, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> um, but I just have to believe in myself. Um, yeah. I think that's more common than you think, I, you know, yeah, across I athletics. I definitely think, yeah, it's definitely a, um, insecurity that a lot of people have just because, you know, you're, you're in D1 athletics. I'm just like, well, I'm just grateful to be here. Like, I, you know, I didn't think at the time that I was even good enough, um, to be competing at this level. And then all of a sudden I was at like East regional nationals, like nine months later. And I was like, oh, wow. Like I'm here actually I am. here. <laughs> But even, even when I was there my freshman year, I was like, I don't belong here. Like all these girls look so much stronger than I am. Like, and so even from, from like the start, I'm like, I made it there, but I still told myself that I didn't deserve to be there. Um, and so that's, yeah, going back to like what I would have told my, tell my, my younger self now is like, you deserve to be um, anywhere that you go um, because you're there, you got yourself yeah. there. Yeah, um, one note that might uh, might make a little connection for a lot of listeners is, uh, do you think you had that because you weren't at a big Power 5 D1 university specifically, or was it just, you know, you never saw yourself as that NCAA All-American or National Qualifier from high school? Um, I feel like when I was in high school, um, people who go into college athletics are like, well, I, I have to go to this huge school to do really well um, and to be known and to be accepted by people. Um, and so that was like my, my initial thought. Um, and I, I, and I was, I was rejected by those big schools. Like those coaches told me, you know, you're like, you're not fast enough. You're not strong enough. So, you know, and those really took a toll on me because like, that's like, what I believed is like, okay, well, in high school, I was like, I just have to work for it. And then, you know, when you're, you're let down, like a really big letdown for the first time by these big schools where everybody's like, you, you know, this is what makes you accepted as a division one athlete. Um, that kind of hurt a little bit. Um, so starting my collegiate career, I was like, just glad that a coach was interested in having me on the team, which, you know, like I'm thankful for. Um, but as my collegiate career, you know, continued, I got all of the same opportunities as those big schools. Like I competed with those big schools, like back to back. And I beat those girls, um, at those schools that I was rejected from. And so that was also a fun, a fun part of, of, um, of competing and actually like seeing myself and being like, yeah, like I can do this. Um, and I don't need those big schools to be a good athlete or have a, a great, you know, collegiate career. Like you make what you, um, get out of, um, you know, college athletics. 
No, and that's something that we've enjoyed over the yeah. last five years as a, as a coach-athlete relationship. But I always try to sing to any recruits and parents, you know, find that fit, find that place yeah. that you feel comfortable with, um, you know, both academically and athletically, because you can be there for five years, get a master's, mm-hmm. and then start working and be successful through that transition of high school, collegiate athletics, and into the working world. And so, you know, I'm proud of you for everything you've accomplished in that sense, but I'm also happy to share the journey that you've had um, in beating those other schools. Not not to say that it's all about that, but basically to find success where you are and don't limit your success, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's something that I think uh, people worry about. They worry about whether or not they go somewhere dictates how successful they can Mm -hmm. become. And, uh, And ultimately you can be as successful as you want to be wherever you are and that's what people need to realize and and that's a big lesson to take from this so Mm -hmm. um, being successful as an athletic trainer as well as there's you're just starting out but there's so many positive things to come in the future and so it's you know believe that and remember that I I think yeah everything has to do with your experiences um even like you know your anyone's future career like um your experiences is what you make out of the situation so like if you believe that you're having bad experiences because you're someplace like yeah your your career's not going to go anywhere but I mean if you take advantage of those experiences and and work hard to you know be a better person a better um worker a better athlete like you're going to get what you want out of it in the end no wonderful wonderful to hear and hopefully everybody understands that there's a place for everyone right yeah both athletically both academically and finding that that transition you can find people to support you the right ways in in all of your athletic Mm -hmm. careers and and, um and that's something that people need to hear you know if you do want to chase athletics in the future chase it chase it wholeheartedly but just make sure you understand um there's a there's a purpose behind it and that purpose is for you to see how good you can become yeah 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 and i think you are a really cool example as to how sports has been a huge part of your life and still continues to be a part into the future of your career, which is really awesome um, that we are able to have you here on the Sport Feels Life podcast. Um, So with that, what, how would you say sport fuels your life? What, (laughs) what does sports do for you? Obviously it's had a huge impact Mm -hmm. on your life today and you have chosen a career path in Mm -hmm. athletics so yeah how would you say sport fuels your life I mean like the simple like a simple answer is like sports is my life um (laughs) but I would say like the people in it now at this point so like I'm helping the people that are doing sports now so um it's it's fueling me and my life by making other people better athletes like making sure that they're they're able to compete and grow to the best of their ability and make sure that you know i don't want one thing to hold them back um so being involved in athletes lives is super cool because you get to watch them one grow as humans and two grow as at grow as athletes you know, all of them are going to grow in different ways um, and you're going to have different relationships with everyone. Um, but I think I, at this point in my life, like the people in sports is what is what fuels my life. Yeah, the people in the community in sports is 
I think also what makes it so special for me. So yeah, that is very cool to yeah. hear. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're so happy to have you on and, and share your stories and experiences with us. Yeah. And, and, uh, and hopefully our listeners will, will take some good knowledge from your experience and, and find, uh, find their own journey and find their own path. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. So is there anywhere that our listeners might be able to follow you or keep in touch with you on your athletic career that you Ooh. might like to share? Uh, um, I need to, I honestly would like to do, um, an athletic training page. Um, I do not have one at this moment. My, my social media is very small and some of it's a little personal, but, um, Hey, when I do, when I do, I think fine, I would love to build an athletic training page. Cause I, I tend to use, um, social media now as like a way, uh, to build rehab programs. Cause a lot of people share their ideas now on, on Instagram or let's on other platforms, um, which is super interesting when you want to find unique things from people all over the world. So, um, when I do start doing that for myself, I'll have to let you guys know. Yes, please do. We will yeah. definitely link it in the bio yeah. here. All right. Well, anything else? Cool. All right. Well, cool. thank you so much for yeah, joining us today. And we will definitely look forward to following you on your journey and keeping in touch. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. If you like this episode, please subscribe and consider leaving us a review so others can find us more easily. It really means a lot to us and it helps us get the word out. We're always looking for new stories to share here on our show. If you know someone, they would be a great guest. Tell us their story by nominating them on our website at sportfuelslife.com. Thanks, Thanks for listening. For listening.